It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. Hi, Patrick Roycey. If you can't be unchained <laughs> this uh, Monday, we're I... never going to get you unchained. Well... I did. I've heard people saying the Twins haven't done really anything special this year. I'd say getting shut out twice by Detroit in three games after not getting shut out by them in 89 games, that's pretty damn special, wouldn't you say? And only yes. one of those was a seven-inninger. Yesterday, just to prove it wasn't a fluke, they got shut out in a nine-inning game against the Mighty Tigers, who, by the way, I was making jokes early this year about the battle, this was going to be a season-long battle for fourth. Now Kansas City has entered the fray after their bad start. <laughs> yes. So it's a battle for third. But Detroit is younger, better, better in the field, better at the plate, way better pitching than the Twins have. It's a mismatch. It's a mismatch. I don't know how these, you know, they miraculously came back and won a couple of games against them right before the All-Star game that week. But They swept them. By the time the Twins get done unloading before this month's over, this is, I think they can lose 100. <laughs> don't you? I think they can lose 100. Because, Might know, as well shoot for it at this point. Uh, they finished, we've made the comparison to 2011. Mm -hmm. They finished 19 and 50 in 2011, the last two and a half, you know, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you're not going to have Barrios. I think they're going to trade him. You're not going to have Taylor Rogers. They're going to trade him. You're not going to have, uh, you know, I think they'll try to get rid of Donaldson for sure. Uh, and Cruz is going to be gone. I think they got a chance to finish 19 and 50. How many they got left? 79 about? Well, and they're also playing a lot of good teams now. Yes, real teams. The amazing yeah. thing is the is terrible start. It's bad teams. What's the record now? They lost three, so I think they're, uh, think what they're are 39 they? and 53. 39 and 53. So they have played, is that 92? Yes, that's 92, right? Okay. So they only, they have 70 left. I think they, you know, so they went and finished 19 and 50 the last. Let's give them one more win. 20 and 50. I got them at 20 and 50. Mm -hmm. 59 103, tying the worst record ever that they had only uh, that got Terry Ryan fired, right? Yes. 2016. Right? Which would be a remarkable accomplishment. Yes, it would. You know what I saw today, and I guess it was Phil Miller's story, that this is the first time they've been 17 games out of first since 2017. Mm -hmm. they, that's when they made the one-game wild card. Mm -hmm. So at one point that year, they were 17 games out of first. I don't remember it. But, 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 but I mean, I know they were 
they gave up. They traded guys, and then, then yeah, they, they got Garcia then, for the one start. You remember yeah, that? And then they were the best team in the in the Central for the rest of the year. They, they finished strong, but uh, but they were seventeen behind at one point that year. Now I believe that the wild card game that year, they were in it with. 84 wins, was it? And the Yankees were in it with damn near 100. I think there was like a 14-15 yeah, right. game difference in wins that year. Yep. So, so something like that. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a disgrace, man. It was an absolute disgrace to uh, the way they played this weekend. Such a disgrace. I watched about four innings in three in two days. I, I watched. I, I couldn't stand Golf it. instead during the I morning? watched a lot of golf. Yeah, I watched it. Hell, I was watching the Barbasol Open instead of them yesterday. <laughs> I forgot. I, I, uh, it's, uh, boy, is that brutal. You know who their MVP is? Polanco. It's, I mean, it's a small distinction. Yeah, I was going to say. But he's the only guy I, trying. I give it no thought. He's the only guy trying. He's, you know, he goes up and gives you an at-bat each time, right? Yes. He's trying to give you an at-bat. Yes. He, you know what? The, the the phenom catcher, he's hitting 180. Jeffers. He's mm-hmm. now down to 180. Yeah, he's had a terrible year. And the other guy's hitting 120. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you, what are you, what, why are they here? Why is... Why are either of them here? Why are they? I mean, I know Garber's hurt, so okay. Yeah. But Will Willie Ostadio can't be such a horrible catcher that you'd rather have Ben Rortvet here, who would be hitting sixth for the Meesville Mudhens. He, he somehow he hit a home run the other day. It was a miracle. By the way, I like him. I talked to him in Florida. Good kid. No, it's not. Per- it's like never him. personal. Not personal. But he's never a five foot nine. Guy catcher who can't hit. He's got no chance. He's, uh, you know, and somebody, as I say, hit the home run, and God, it was a miracle. But uh, what's he doing here? What's what? Do you, what's the point? Is he? What's Sounds he, like a what, question about life. What is he going to develop into? I, I wonder if if he gets more experience, he'll develop into a one fifty hitter. Is that what we're hoping that? That somehow He's no can, Glenn Borgman. I'll give him that. I, oh, no, Glenn Borgman was. Glenn Borgman, we'd be having parades for him. <laughs> now, these, I think these two guys are a little pluckier than Glenn was. Glenn, Glenn, I covered Glenn. I love Glenn. I but, did. but Glenn, Glenn wanted to go back to Patterson, New Jersey and be a fireman. He would, they, he like he wanted to do that because that was the family business more than be a baseball catcher. He just was. Stuck with talent. <laughs> Stuck with he talent. had the curse of baseball yeah, talent? Some did. Enough to get dry. I think it was like a second rounder or something like that. Big, strong catcher. Just, uh, But, uh, yeah, it was uh, disgraceful. It was absolutely disgraceful. And so disgraceful that even Rock, uh, Doc Rock uh, hinted at disappointment in the fellas' effort yesterday. Yes, he did. He, yes, it was. Uh, yes, he it did. It wasn't blatant, but it was. Uh, it was. Uh, uh, Eric Curry uh, calling me to make fun of the twins, but we'll have to get it. We'll have to get get that a close later. personal friend of yours, though. Eric Curry is a close personal friend of mine, and was fired by the twins back in uh, 2010 or 11. So their struggles, I don't think he finds terribly disappointing. <laughs> I'm sure there's some a few people along that line that we can yes, name. Yes, yes, there have. So uh, anyway, it's uh, you know, 
It's it's unbelievable. But you do have Otani coming. Is anybody going to go watch Otani? I'm going. This yeah. is this is the damn. Yes. This is the, be great. Did you you didn't happen to see the replay? Or I was watching the Angels yesterday. He to hit, play it first. He hit. He yeah. hit a routine ground yes. ball to first base. It was like Buxton to a first baseman who was ten feet away from the bag, and he beat it. I know. It was. Amazing. I saw it on Twitter. And you know when you when you when you see Buxton running, you know he's fast. Yeah. But these this guy a lot of it is reaction and instinct, but. I mean, I I wrote this Sunday that about a month ago, mm-hmm. you know, I was the hitting and the fielding and all that. I mean, the hitting and the pitching is all that was obvious. And I'd heard somebody say, and he's fast too. So I said, I took fast as, you know, who? Brian Dozier fast or something like that, you know, fast. Not like top five in baseball right. fast. Faster than Trout. And uh, he had a ground ball to shortstop. The shortstop, it was a little bit towards the shortstop hole. But the shortstop picked it up smooth and made a strong throw, and he beat it. And it was the ball was hit, you know, three hops, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And it's a routine out, and he beat it. I said, what? <laughs> what is this? And, uh, I mean, this. there's never – we've never had an athlete like this. We've never had a guy. No, no. no, I mean the forget the pitching and the hitting, but this good an athlete, you know, he he could obviously be a great outfielder if he wanted if they play yes. him out there. So yes, I'm and, telling and you, he's got to be two twenty, doesn't he? With that size, yeah, he probably is. They're saying yeah. he's he's listed at like two oh three, which is when he was it's probably between two fifteen two twenty. Yeah, he's 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 solid. But I mean, this is the damnedest thing I think since just as far as uh, freaks go since Bo Jackson. It is. Because Bo it Jackson is. was a complete freak. Yeah, and Bo Jackson was, you know, an incredible, uh, you know, Joe Bo, Joe Bo was probably a, a half a stride faster yeah. to first base, but only a half but a stride. But, I mean, his, his arm, his ability to play two sports. Yes. You know, now Otani does two things, which yes. is incredible. Yeah. But it's just that nature of you watch it and you're all amazed. I got news for you. This kid could be a football player if he wanted to be, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, that size and that, uh, you know, he could be a tight end, put another 15 on him and uh, he would be something. But, uh, yeah, he's worth I, I would guess he's going to pitch. He's pitching tonight and he's been pitching every sixth day. So he should pitch Sunday. OK, good. I would think. And he and and, and yet it'll give him enough time. Because he's pitching Monday. Sometimes they give him the next day off. Sometimes they don't. But he should be DH and. At least Thursday and Friday, and then pitching Sunday, I would guess. It's going to be one of the few reasons oh, to go yes. to Target Field the rest of the summer. So, Barrios uh, talked to the fellas. I didn't know. At least Phil had the story. I would. I imagine he might have did a little session down by the dugout yesterday. But he basically laid down the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. No bargain. Which didn't surprise me one bit. No, 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 no. He's not. I mean, they... They renegotiated with uh, Kepler and uh, Polanco, and he was looking around, waiting for his deal then. And uh, but he didn't want to give up free agency, you know, time. Right. So they didn't make a deal with him. But uh, I, I think you'd have to blow their socks away to get him at the end of this month. I think they're yes. gonna. I think you'd have to get it up, but he's. There's no chance they're gonna sign him. After Lance Lynn gets nineteen mil a year, I agree with you. 
He's right. He's. Tw- I don't know if twenty five does it. I don't know if twenty five a year does it. So, I think it might be have to be higher. So if they don't trade him, what are they doing? Because I think you're right. I don't think you're going to now. Now, if you thought you had a chance to sign him, I'd keep no, him. No, you don't. But but his comments now are reflective of how he's felt, which is one: he wants to be paid like an ace. Yeah, and the the other quote was, "I've been waiting and yeah, waiting." Well, you know what he thinks, and he might not be wrong. He thinks the Twins are cheap. Because he's made comments before that have shown that he's not thrilled. And the last thing, I'm sorry, but the manager treats him like he's the fourth starter. Yeah. Like there have been a lot of times where I'm sure he wants trust. Yeah. And you get the old A's. Great job. Here's the most shocking thing that he said yesterday. They haven't talked to him yet. The twins have not talked to him and his agent yet. Yeah. For this year. Are you... Aren't you make, taking your best shot between now and the July 30th? Yes. I mean, this is it, right? I, I assumed that when... You have... Look at your pitching staff. You have nobody else. You don't have another starter. You got a number two and 12 zeros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you got 12 10 starters, and you got... He's the only one you got. Didn't you assume when the Ken Rosenthal report on Buxton came out on Friday that they were talking to... That they had to be talking to both Buxton and Bruce? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Buxton is... I mean, do you think... Do you think the way to get Buxton signed is to insult him? No. <laughs> with no. an offer that has no chance? No. He's already mad at you from three years ago. Mm-hmm. He's deep in his heart. I, I think they both they both would like to leave. Well, I think they both would like to leave. Then get something for one of them right now. Well, here's the problem, though. Uh, you got to get something. You can't. On neither of them, though, can you take uh, Diallos, Guerra, and uh, whoever the hell the guys were. I can't remember. Who did they get from the Mets for so- Johan? Oh, I don't remember. You the can't names. make that kind of a deal. You got to get yes. If somebody wants burritos, it has to be a good farm system where they're giving you their third best and their sixth best or something, right? You might not get their one, their first or second. They they're gonna have to give you two of their top six, right? Mm-hmm. And one of whom's close, right? And then with Buxton, yeah, you might have to take a little less, but uh, you know because. I, I wouldn't trade Buxton. I, I would wait and uh, make him, uh, you know, see if he can play some games and increase his value for the trading market in well, December. I would like them to keep Barrios if I thought there was a realistic chance they could sign him, but the story that came out to me leads down the path of there's not. Yes, and I don't think there was any surprise in that. I, I didn't. I. Uh, but didn't, how are they not talking uh, to him? I don't know. That's what I don't understand. I do not know how these guys operate. I'm, I'm uh, a little confused by it. Uh, now I'm wondering if they might say, well, we did ask the old, you know, they won't say, they they keep secrets on this stuff, but they might tell you off the record that they, they asked the agent if he wanted to start negotiations and he said no or something. It sounds like he doesn't really, it sounds like he wants to be a free agent and see what's there, you know. And I don't blame him for that. Which of course also hurts you. When you're trying to trade him, if he's telling, if the agent's telling people he's going to become a free agent, you know, no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. So, but that's always an idle threat. If you give a guy enough money, he's, he'll sign with you. Do you believe the who p- wants him? Who, who, where will he go? Who needs him? 
right now if they turn him by July 30th? Yeah. Who? I mean, the Mets could use him. Houston. Toronto. Houston could really use him. Houston, if they want to win. Yeah. And this is, but they got Korea walking already. Yeah. And they probably don't. Don't want to pay him. Don't want to. uh, Yeah. But, but they, they would trade for him trying to win this year. You know, if, if they would trade for him and if, you know, and then maybe next year, but, and then, but they wouldn't sign him. Uh, but they would try to win with him, and it'd be interesting to see uh, who would, uh, you know, what would what they give up. The other amazing angle on this team is Sano not playing. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> yeah. They're not. Yeah, I mean, batting him eighth. Yep. If they, they what they when he plays. Yeah, when and he they plays. pinch hit for him on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. We're arise, arise, pinch, pinch hit for him. Against a right-handed pitcher. So I missed the Donaldson arise spat in the dugout. That was good. Did they show it on TV? Yes. Uh, I think they had to because... Was it on national I, or something? No, no. I think it was... Uh, I believe their feed is coming from Detroit. Oh, So okay. I don't think they have their own cameras now. Because during the course of the game Saturday, we got about 18 shots of a very drunk celebrating former Tiger reliever Phil Coke. In a suite, he was in, and they kept showing him celebrating. Uh-huh. And finally, Morneau said, "That's uh, that's uh, Phil Coke, the former." So I think they are taking the feed from Detroit. So they came back from a break and showed what Arise did to tick off Donaldson because Arise was jumping around. He was jumping. He was jumping around, and he turned his back. He turned his back to home plate to look at where the outfielders were positioned, and he wasn't taking a lead. Really, he was right by the bag uh, because. He didn't want, want to be caught off base, and Donaldson called timeout, and then they showed between innings, they started talking in the dugout about it, mm. and Josh was gesticulating at, uh, yeah. at at Rise, and then they went down the tunnel and talked about mm-hmm. it. So. Okay, so it wasn't like they're going to come to blows. No, no, like no. It was, yeah. I think Rise was trying to explain himself, and Donaldson said, my guess is Donaldson said, I don't care, don't be moving around at second base yes. when I'm trying to hit. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I don't blame him for that, but Morneau should be able to identify Phil Coke because he probably faced him 25. Yep. In this, every time he came up in the seventh inning against Phil Detroit Coke. for five years, he probably ran into Phil Coke. So Phil, But Phil was uh, overserved in the suite. Very, it looked like he was very, going very happy for the Tigers. You would have thought the Tigers were really good in beating a good team. But they kept showing it. There's no third way that place, Pally's would have shown Third that. place for the Tigers would be a fantastic. Put AJ. I like AJ Hinch. Put AJ Hinch in the contention for manager of the year. You know what? I think he's going to be good. I, I think they're going to oh, pop up. I think up. he's a good manager. I think they're going to pop up and be pretty good by next season. I think he's a good manager. And uh, the whole thing in Houston knocked some of the arrogance out of him because he was an arrogant. Oh, was he? He was a very good manager, but very okay. arrogant. Well. Arrogant. So, uh, how about? Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is. Oof. When do the Vikings uh, hit the field? A week from Wednesday. So still another week. Huh? Another week. Yep. We're is, starting that, is, is it because of the players they're starting later now? Uh, you know, that's a good one. It, I mean, weren't they it, it like was, July 20th it was or, or so with three days of rookies? and then yeah. It was ordinarily what would it used to be what would be the end of this week. Mm-hmm. Like Friday, this yeah. Friday. Uh, but And it might be the pandemic too. I don't know. It's a good I, question. I bet it's a play. It's, it's some of the things that the players were able to. I've never been so excited for training camp to start as I yeah. am right now. Yeah, but I don't like it because it's here. Oh no! I mean, there's no, yeah. there's no vibe to it. You know, hey, mm-hmm. we're going to Mankato. Mm-hmm. Go down to Mankato, see the boys, let the fans show up. Uh, yep. You know, let Metlers do a little business. Come I told on, you they're, they're go. gonna 
charge for some practices yeah, this year. Yeah, I know. I know. They're they're unbelievable. The profiteers of all time. And they get the pull ads always get hell for being cheap. And the and nobody nobody gets mad at Ziggy charging you for you gave him a free one point one five billion dollar stadium. He wrote out a check for forty two dollars and fifty cents. Everything else came from you and the you know, sponsors and everybody else. He spent nothing. And now he's making $200 million a year. And you're saying, oh, well, if he's going to charge me uh, yeah, 15 I was bucks told for, people don't care. 15 bucks from practice, they don't care. No. I was told they do not care. No. Yeah, it's true. And there is nothing worse than football practice. It is watching paint dry. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing, if they're doing something on the main field out there, and letting you sit in the stands, unlike Mankato on the practice fields, you could see a little. You, whatever they were doing, you would at least be able to see it. Because in Mankato, when they put you in that bleachers and they were practicing out there. Well, that the was Chile. Chile would move them. So there, the there were three fields. He'd move them to the middle. He'd them on the third field sometimes <laughs> by the dorm. And the fans are uh, clear yeah. back. Yeah, that was. Uh, what do we do? And uh, and they got it figured out. So you can't uh, hound them for autographs too, right? Well, because I of the mean, pandemic. Last year they didn't. Players are players will they might be throwing autograph stuff into the crowd. OK, so there, there's but no there's not going to do them. Nope. Nope, I think they're going to try and get former players to do it, but they're not going to have current players. Oh, really? So those okay. things are out, and I think they're going to. Boy, I, that'll uh, that'll really make the players sad. Oh yeah, they'll they'll yeah, hate, they'll hate that. I, <laughs> yeah, they're going to be very very upset that they can't sit there for however long they sat there and mm-hmm. sign autographs. Mm-hmm. Well, until what? Fifteen years ago, it was just a gang fight. Oh yeah, for the. For the autograph. And then they started having tables and stuff and tried to limit it. Yeah, when I started, I think the whole thing was a free-for-all of people standing on the road there in Mankato, or on the sidewalk, trying to get the players as they rode their bikes back to where they were going to shower. Or when they were walking across the street after practice. Yep. But, uh, you know, you should should go someplace. Although nobody's, I mean, Green Bay hasn't gone anyplace for what? Ever twenty five years, they used to go to St. Norbert's. Yeah, well, but they still claim that that's their their training camp headquarters because they still stay there. Oh, but they don't practice. But they don't there. practice there. They, they practice, practice right at uh, at um, the fields right. The Not practice fields. Right we aren't getting daily updates on Arod on uh, Rogers. Yeah, well, uh, there's nothing going on. I guess Murphy was asked about it. Mark Murphy, who's the president, was asked about it last week at the shareholders gathering that they do. And somebody clearly told him to shut up because he said, there's really nothing to report on that now. Oh, before he couldn't shut up. Yeah. So somebody finally said, look, every time you open your mouth or write something, you're pissing them off. This is Ricey for the Canopy Group. For the past 163 years and even more, Minnesotans have been enjoying all this great state has to offer. From Niagara Cave to the Lake of the Woods, outdoor adventures abound. Minnesota spans more than 83,000 square miles. It's great we can experience a state so rich in landmarks, landscapes, art, and adventure. With so many adventure options, it got us thinking, why are so many Minnesotans limiting their home and auto insurance 
options. Today, 80% of Minnesotans have their insurance with just one agent who has only one company to deal with. You have no options. At the Canopy Group, we offer you more than 16 companies for your home and auto insurance and 30 professionals to deal with. As your needs change, we have options that continue to provide you with the best coverage for the best price. You wouldn't want to fish in only one of Minnesota's 10,000 lakes, and we don't want you to be stuck with only one insurance company. Visit thecanopygroup.com or call 800-967-3389 and get the best insurance options available today. Well, they got to make up their mind, though, if he's not there for two weeks, right? Yes. They're going to start finding him? They'll threaten to, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then they, if he comes back, they'll probably forgive the whole thing. But they've got to, at some point, because there's a bunch of people that still think he's going to show up. I'm not so sure I he's going to show up. show up. No. You no, know, I don't think he's as up. headstrong as it gets. Yeah. That, but how much of his money can they go after? Well, if he doesn't show up, they can go after. I not the whole signing, but not the whole signing. Just a prorated. Yeah, share probably the, prorated. Yeah. So, but I mean, he'll forfeit obviously his entire salary for the season if he doesn't yeah, show up. Yeah, not playing. Now he could, but if he would have opted out the COVID thing, then he couldn't have. He can't change his mind on that, right? He would have, would have had to not played this year. Yes, right? and that was July second. And if he had not played this year, then what? Then Does I think then they told, he'd become a free agent. No, I think they told the contract. They just, yeah, the NFL just like I think just, Pierce's contract when 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 Michael Pierce didn't play for the Vikings last year, I think his contract just stopped just, and transferred. To and so it just became a year longer. Yes, but just which gives them an extra year to not pay him when they want to get out from underneath. Yes, it, so. Well, I think they're going to be good, and I have no interest in going out and watching them and listening to the cliched quote. So it's. Uh, I think we're still I, doing, are they going to be Zoom? I was just going to say I don't know how we're doing this yet. They they have not released official media rules yet. Not that there's a hell of a lot of difference. Well, yeah, when but I like talking to people. Yeah, but if you can get in the, if you can get in the locker room and talk to a guy sitting there, but right? Having them go to a podium with. But I like Zim. Around. But I like Zim not being zoomed because yes. the problem with Zoom, no follow ups. Yep. You know, you ask your question, they cut your mic. Yep. With Zim, because Zim, your goal is to get him going. Oh sure. And then keep him going. Mm-hmm. What was the uh, two years ago? What was the controversy out there that he was? It was easy to get him mad about. Kickers, maybe kickers. I don't know what was it. Sure, I mean it was out there, but it was Take in your training. Pick of the year. It was in training camp, and he was irritated one day, and and he was he, he came out. That's when he made everybody walk around a building to do the, you oh, know, that's right. do the interviews, and then he was, uh, you know, and then he said something disparaging about all the media that was, you know, there. And I like Jim when he's pissed. Yeah, I do he's, too. He's ordinarily pissed too. Yeah, I think he wakes up pissed. Mm-hmm. He's uh, and uh, he should really be irritated this year because uh, this is it. If they don't, oh yeah, I, I think beyond. I yes. think they got to win a game. I think they got to win a playoff game. I think they have to win at least one. Yeah, I do too. I, I think I think getting in the playoffs is not going to get her done. If they have everybody healthy and they do exactly what they did two years ago, so they beat the Saints in the first round, and then uh-huh. they, they go to, to San Francisco and get their ass kicked, which they did. Yes, I think that might not be enough. Now, if you lose a close game to San Francisco, mm-hmm. that's different. But they got embarrassed. Yes, they did. Well, I'm not well, sure that keeps you around. That's anymore. been a Zim tradition. I know the last game but of the season. That's what I'm saying. Is that what could... was the last game of the season last year? Was it another humiliation? No, it was Detroit, and both teams didn't care, and the Vikings won. Vikings won, but 
Basically every year, whether it was the regulars, well, the Bears here, the Bears was, here. The Bear was the worst. Yep. And uh, when they could have made the playoffs, but Philadelphia, San Francisco, uh, yeah, they pretty much uh, the tradition has been to, the last one's been a moinker. Mm-hmm. But uh, what is he tenure wise now? Third behind, uh, he's third, right? He's be yeah, he's, he's only behind Dennis and uh, and Bud and. Oh, here. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you meant the league right now. Oh, the league right now. He's probably got to be top he's five. He's pretty high, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah he's, he's third because this is year yep. seven, right? Yep, because Van Brocklin was six. Van Brocklin, uh, yeah, he was six. And uh, Bernsey was six, right? Bernsey was 86, 86 to, 91. to 91. Yep. Yeah, they had two sixes. So uh, he'll, uh, yeah, he's, he's third. So, you know, what the hey? It'll. Uh, you know, they, I think the stuff they did in the offseason was pretty impressive, what they did with their with their uh, defenses. They, I mean, they got they got every every run stopper, pass rusher they could get their hands on. A lot of it depends on Hunter's neck, obviously. Yep. Who else they got to rush the passer now? Hunter and The right end, they really don't have one. They're, they're, they tried to sign a couple guys in free agency and couldn't do it. Um so they're gonna and they're gonna use Sheldon Richardson inside in passing situations. Yeah, that's good. Now, get now one, Pierce get big one of the big oafs out of the way. Right? Now Pierce can't rush the passer, but there was an Ian Rappaport report, report today. He hurt his calf, and we don't know how long he's out. He hurts his calf. That's a lot of calf. That's what that's Declan a big was fella. saying. That's, that's what Declan big, said. That's not a little tweak from. Uh, you know, uh, Nick Gordon. That's yep. not like Nick Gordon tweeted tweeting his calf. That's, uh, that's that's for sure. That's exactly right. So who's the guy that we called that brought in last year to replace Danielle that went traded six weeks later and ended up leading the sacks anyway? And, yeah, where's he now? Uh, he is in Las Vegas. He went to Baltimore. They traded right? him to Baltimore, and, and he, he didn't, didn't he, do much. No, no, he was he had a bad year for mm-hmm. him. Uh, and then I think Vegas signed him to a pretty big contract in free agency. And they ended up, what, giving up a two and getting back a three? three. So they only lost. Okay. All right. But it turned out he didn't like to stop the run, so that's a problem. How many uh, did our guy, uh, Rick, uh, how many draft choices this year? Way below below 15, right? Only about 10? Well, they didn't have a, because they lost their, what, they lost a seventh round pick in some type of illegal league activity. So they. What was the illegal league activity? They 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 were docked to pick. I don't think they had a pick, Pat. I don't think they had a pick after the fifth round. I really? think they had picks in wow. the fifth round. And then Rick, Rick, who's known for his love of seventh rounders, didn't have one. Hmm. Hold on a second. I'm trying to find here for you Vikings in seventh round pick and penalty. See if I can find it quickly. I believe it had something to do with a practice squad signing. Like, I think it wasn't giving Jake Browning too much money, but it was some <laughs> type of weird thing where they gave extra money to a they, undrafted free agent they vi- Yep, they violated the salary cap. No, 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 I can't do that. It stems from a, yeah, good job, Dex. The violation stems from a practice squad player's contract in 2019. We don't know what, though. Not as good as when Suchi Boy cost him a third-round draft choice when he was the beat guy out at Midway Stadium. Oh, I don't remember this. What Linebacker named Paul Harris. Yeah. And this was back when you could only have one-day tryouts, right? Okay. And Such noted that Paul Harris was there for the second day on his tryout, not having any 
knowledge that this was it. And the NFL used to get the newspaper <laughs> and look for stuff. And Such, they ended up getting, Such ended up costing them a third rounder. They took me. a third, I think it was a third rounder. Paul Harris, I think, was the guy's name, a linebacker that he innocently, innocently wrote like one sentence about. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Bud, Bud uh, I guess, excuse Sid for his, I mean, uh, Joe for his na- naivety. You would be banned from the facility oh, for, life. for life now. Yes. You'd be like the guy that threw the, the ball at Verdugo in and Yankee this, Stadium. I thought he'd never get back in. This was when they were practicing at Midway, so uh, it had to be before the twin season was done, sometime in early September. And I don't know how soon it came down, but I think maybe it was almost after the end of the season they announced that the before the draft that the Vikings had lost a third rounder because of illegal tryouts for Paul Such was, was a, a, you know, a Hawkeye when it came to <laughs> looking for well, violations. I'm sure he was saying, who's that guy? And so, yeah, How mad was Sid? Well, oh, I'm sure Sid was very upset with him. It cost him a third rounder. Yes, he was that very upset. Great. I think it was a third round. Maybe it was further down. I'll have to. But, but he did cost him a draft choice. <laughs> That's for sure. Did you see? Did you see the graphic on Saturday? You probably didn't. That our friends at Bally Sports North put up came I'm, up with. Now this is I'm during the shutout. Right. This is during no, the shutout. No, the pregame before okay. the doubleheader on Saturday. I'm looking at the graphic right now, mm-hmm. but it is an all timer. You're gonna okay. love this. Is it very uh, positive? <laughs> it takes positive to a new level. Okay. Okay. It's titled. So up top, second half surge, question mark? Okay. And then below that it says, just for a point of reference, wild card era began in 1994. Okay. So it has the Twins, 12 games back in the wild card race. Then the next thing is 53-20 and 20 record in second half, a 726 win percentage would get you to 92 wins. Okay, that's not, that's probably unlikely. Then they've got the best 73 game stretch in MLB since 94, the Diamondbacks 52 and 21 in 1999. Okay. And then the lowest win total to make the playoffs since 94, the Padres 82 wins in 2005. Okay, they were so trying they to, have, trying to say that it ain't over yet. Huh? Yep, yep. In fact, in fact, so what, they did, put, what, what would it cost to get? What would it take to get to eighty two then? Because uh, uh, they lost three, so a thirty nine. So at that point, they were thirty nine and fifty. Right? Yes, yes. So uh, to get to eighty two, they would have had to go forty three and some damn. Thing. It's very know. unlikely as yes, well. Yes, yes. So yeah, they're on. Uh, it's going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough second. Uh, it's going to be a tough last forty percent of the season for the boys trying there's to sure no one there, this. and there's going to be no one at the ballpark. Look at this. Forty uh, percent of your audience can't watch the games. Yep, they're the lucky And ones. now you're terrible, and everybody hates you because uh-huh. you, you, we all, and we're all part of this. We built up this team. Is this the year? Uh-huh. And now you're terrible, and you're going to lose a hundred games. It's going to be, it's going to be un. Well, you know they they celebrated. We're open full house week, and I think they had twenty six one night, right? One afternoon, one night. Yes, I agree. Right. Saturday night they had twenty six. Yes, I'm I'm curious as to if Otani will put any people in the ballpark. 
even though he uses an interpreter, and that, that might that might cause people to uh, <laughs> Stephen Smith. Un- yeah, the interpreter really bothers me. Yeah. Can't watch him play because no, the interpreter. No, no. It was, all, you know much faster he'd be without he, an interpreter? All the time he was beating out that two-hopper to you were thinking to himself. first. Man, if he only had an interpreter, didn't have an interpreter, <laughs> we could talk to him about this. You know how fast he'd be then? Yes, right. Jeez. That but was I, among the stupidest Yes, and he wouldn't takes. shut up. I listened to the tape. He went on and on yes. and on. I wrote Sunday. He quadrupled down on it. Yes. He just kept going. And then, you know, there's no doubt, and I wrote this, there's no doubt to me that Stephen A. went home, was laughing at the reaction and saying, take that, Skip. Take that in your LeBron's overrated hot take, Skip. Take that, baby. You know, Skip's really not evolving for how much Skip is getting paid now. God almighty. He no. did, he's sticking with what, the hits. Six mil or something? Yeah, well, and did, did you see what Stephen A. gets? He gets eight base and four more in incentive stuff. Mm-hmm. He makes 12 a year. Yeah, twelve million a year. And, well, Skip must be making the damn because they tried to put Skip. Back. They were going to have him and Skip back to, go back to arguing with each other. They right? were, yes. Skip is, as I said uh, Sunday, uh, the LeBron's overrated. He's got to get a new one because you, you can't. LeBron's overrated, and you can't win with him. Is is that 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 ship has sailed? We're we're not really. We're more worried about uh, yes. Bucks and the Suns right now. By the way. They're not getting. They're not in any hurry, considering how late the season started and the playoffs started to finish these NBA finals. But Suns and Bucks have been great. We are not too far from back to school time. Always an exciting and busy time of the year. Finding classes, figuring out schedules, and parents helping college-bound children with everything from expenses to housing to transportation. Here's a suggestion to make campus life a lot easier for the younger scholar in your life. A Bintelli scooter from EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Bintelli scooters are the fun, economical way to get around campus in town. They can be parked like a bicycle, so no need to worry about finding parking spaces or paying pricey parking fees. Bintelli scooters were created to offer the highest quality at the most affordable prices. Take advantage of the lowest prices of the year with EcoFun's back-to-school sale on Bintelli scooters starting at just $10.99. Looking for greener transportation solutions? EcoFun also carries a full line of lightweight, dependable electric Bintelli bicycles. EcoFun, specializing in economical, fun transportation at prices for everyone's budget. Check out the back-to-school sale now at EcoFun Motorsports Forest Lake. Online at EcoFunMotorsports.com. It has it's been. been terrific. But the why they don't play every other day I have no drives idea. me crazy. Yes. But it is a great, it's a fun finals. That game on, uh, that game for Thursday, mm-hmm. Thursday, right? Or yes. is it Wednesday? No, it was Wednesday. Because they played Wednesday, Saturday. Hand-to-hand combat, man. Yes. That was a brutal battle. They had yes. some referee, they had some old-time I don't know who was refereeing, but they had some old-time bad boy era referees, man. You went to the basket, and you better come out of there bleeding, else you weren't going to get a foul. It mm-hmm. was it was really something. And this uh, this center for uh, Phoenix, he ain't backing down from anybody either. Oof, no, he's good. Andre Ayton. Yeah, I really Aiden, like him. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I, I don't think Devin Booker is calling up and telling his team that they got to get him cat to play in the middle. No. I think he likes what he's got. No, I think he's fine. <laughs> I think he's absolutely fine. But, boy, talk about old school. Bucks haven't won it in 50 years, and the other teams never won it, and they came in the league together, 
I haven't seen a lot about the Lou Cindor Neil Walk uh, you told me about controversy. That's it. I haven't heard anybody talking about that. Phoenix should still be mad. <laughs> they lost the coin flip. They got Neil Walk instead of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Yeah, the Bucks and Kareem's been back at games. Yeah, saw him and the, the big O a couple games Is ago. That right? Yeah, well, a bunch of the guys who, who were on that championship team went to would have been game four in in um, the Pfizer uh, Forum. The Bucks and uh, the uh, that Oscar and him was one of the great combinations of all time. Oscar was still really good then, and you know he was a rebounder, assist, scorer type of guy. He was one of the first. Well, before there were triple doubles, and we made a big deal out of it. He was a triple double guy. He was. Uh, he was. He great. averaged one for an entire season, didn't he? Yeah, I believe he did. In the early seventies, early seventies, great player. Cincinnati Royals. Cincinnati. Yeah. Funny thing is, Cincinnati won the national title. I believe the year after he left back then. Yeah. Then Ohio State and them were the two big powers, and I think. They had a center named Paul Hogue, who was great, but I think they won it with. They didn't. Did they win it back to back? I don't think they did. They won it. They upset Ohio State somewhere along the line, and I think Oscar was gone by then. I don't think Oscar won it. I think Oscar was, you know, made him very prominent and very. And the Royals strong. went where? Or who did, who did they, they become? Rochester Royals became the Cincinnati Royals, became the Kansas City Kings, okay. became the Sacramento mm-hmm. Kings. So okay. they've moved four times. But Rochester, New York Royals were the Lakers' main rivalry because geographically the NBA was a bit screwed up because the Rochester Royals, much like the Baltimore Colts in, in the NFL, were in the West. They were in the West. Really? Yeah, they were in the West. The NBA the has a Royal. great history. Yes. It's oh, a great it history. Oh, it does. And it was so you know, small time. You know, well, the Lakers, God love them. All those titles, at least two, maybe three of the years came there. It was an eight-team league. Boston, too, yeah. It was an eight-team league. The Russell yes, years? Yes, eight-team league. Look at the playoffs. Well, the Lakers, their last year here, went 25-50 and 50 and made the playoffs. <laughs> They were the third. The NHL's embarrassed. Because three out of four teams made the playoffs. Yeah. And they made the playoffs. And then they won. Then they beat Detroit, I believe, in a best two out of three type miniseries. And then, I'd have to look this up, but they played the St. Louis Hawks mm-hmm. in the finals with Pettit, and they'd end up losing. But I think they... I think they won a game or two in the ser- in their last series. I think they were like, and the year before they'd also had a losing record, and they made the the NBA Finals by beating the Hawks in the in a great seven game series, uh, and then lost, and then got swept by the Celtics in '59. But but in '60 they were 25 and 50. Their last year here made the playoffs. Did everybody make the playoffs? I take it three out of four. Each each con- the, the 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 number one seed wouldn't play, and the second and third place finishers would play two out of three, I think. Okay, and uh, and so the the Lakers beat the Pistons, I think, in uh, Pistons who originally were in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Mm-hmm. They were the Fort Wayne Pistons, and then they begin and because of car manufacturing down there. And then they, so it was a natural move. They didn't have to change the nickname because 
Yeah, it worked yeah. perfect. Detroit, it worked. It worked perfect in Detroit. But you go back and look at the Lakers' early years. The like when they were in that other conference, the national. Their first year, they were in the NBL, the National Basketball League, and then there was the Basketball Association of the Americas, which is considered the forerunner. Of the NBA. So not the NBA. So so the Lakers, their first title uh-huh. does not officially count in NBA records because they won. They give them credit for five and they won six out of seven years. But the, uh, I mean, you're playing Anderson, Indiana and Oshkosh and. It's like a CBA I mean, schedule. Yeah, look at the, well, the, the, the teams, teams are, that's it. The, the, the basketball was. There was just this little. Yeah. The only time they packed their arena was, you know, if they got the finals or something, they would. But the only time they packed it was when they played the Globetrotters in serious games. They yep. played the Globetrotters in, you can look it up, 50, 51, 52, something like that. They played in uh, Chicago Stadium, 19,000. And it was like the hottest ticket of all time the first time they played. And I think the Globetrotters beat them the first time. And then they got them back up here and jammed the arena. And I think they played Stewie Thornley's got all this stuff in his books. But uh, but they I, I don't know how many times they played them. But when they were desperate years later, like they they when they were really good and the, and the, and the Globetrotters were playing fairly serious basketball with the, the greatest black players in the world, then the NBA started integrating and. Mm-hmm. It hurt the Globetrotters. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, but they tried to play them again in like 56 or 7 to get some interest and get some people. But uh, by then, the Globetrotters were a comedy act. But when they first played, it was like, this is going to decide who's the uh, number one. Like the champion. And, or, pro yeah. basketball team in the wow. world. The Globetrotters or the uh, Lakers. Yeah, there was, you know, they were. They were the, uh, you know, that was huge. Basketball was weird back then. I love yeah. all the moves, though. Like the Buffalo Braves yes. eventually went out to, what, San Diego? Yeah, they went to San... They were the Buffalo Braves, went to San Diego, and did they, and then became the Clippers. The Clippers, right? yes, in San yeah. Diego. Because yeah. when I was a oh, kid, yeah. they were the Clippers. They were in San Diego. Yeah. And yeah. then in the 80s, early 80s, moved to Los yeah. Angeles. And played How does San team? Diego, a town, yeah. like the fifth biggest town in the country, end up with the... Padres and nobody else. No it's idea. It's unbelievable. I have no idea. I mean, how do you lose the Chargers, for God's sake? Right. Well, my, right. Two, uh, yeah. My favorite AFL team, the Chargers. Watching those games before your time, but they played on Balboa Stadium, and they have the cameras, and it's up there on a hill, a, way, a, a mile probably off the water, mm-hmm. but they'd have the cameras, and they'd show you the water, and it'd be beautiful. Sunday, sunny afternoons in November and December, and and they had these powder blue unis. I love the powder blue, and they threw it all over the place. Lance Allworth, yeah, and they had Lance, Bambi Allworth oh. was my favorite player, and they'd go. Whoosh, whoosh. And we were watching in Minnesota. Now this was fold up maybe a year or two. I was there, but we got the Bears, the Boras Rick Caseras, black and white. God, this stinks. Bears. <laughs> and all of a sudden, this other league comes along, and we got Kurt Gowdy on Sunday afternoons, and they're throwing it all. Daryl LaMonica and these guys are throwing it all over. This is great. Yes. This is football. Plus, 
we I mean we love the Rose Bowl team, right? And and all that stuff, and we love college football. But Sandy Stevens was an All American quarterback, and he threw nine passes a game. Mm-hmm. You know, they ran the option, kind of a the the really tight option back then. Zim but, loved it, I'm sure. But but it was, uh, I mean, football was. Somebody should tell the truth. Football was boring as hell until the AFL started. Mm-hmm. They changed the game because they said they said you know what defense wins championships. Bull crap! Mm-hmm. That not not they're the first league that says let's outscore the other team. They also had some great at that time young minds. Al mm-hmm. Davis was a oh he's a football fantastic genius. offensive line. Yeah, he was. He was a football genius. Sid Gilman, who's uh, Sid's buddy from North Minneapolis, was the kind of the he was the first Chargers coach. And uh, sort of the, I don't know if he was first, but he was when they got good. And he was a passing guru, genius type of guy. Dark and I were out at La Costa in all our glory in the sauna one day. And Sid Gilman came in. (laughs) Sid Gilman was there every day. Sid, old Sid, showing off his wrinkled old equipment because he was, you know, a bunch of other old Jewish guys in there. And he started telling stories about North Minneapolis and growing up in North Minneapolis and stuff. We were in there with him for two hours. It was really? Great. It was great. Yeah. What a good, what a, I mean, he was a 85 then probably in right. his eighties then, but it was, uh, we got a, we got a two hour seminar on North Minneapolis and how he became this, uh, Unfortunately, I didn't have my uh, notebook with me in the in the no, sauna. No, that's probably yeah in the sauna, you know. But uh, you can be forgiven for that. But uh, <laughs> I, I did have fun going back and telling Sid that uh, I spent two hours with Sid Gilman, and he remembers you, Sid. He remembered you, you know. Like, instead of telling him how how uh, you know. He was telling Sid right. stories for an hour, you know. Right. But he, I was, you know, he remembered right. you. I was, I was surprised he remembered you. But Sid was campaigning for him mm-hmm. to uh, be the Gopher coach at one time because he was an assistant at Ohio State, and then, uh, and then I think he was also campaigning for him to be the Viking coach. But uh, Jewish guy in Minnesota in the early sixties, they weren't going to do that. It was there was still. There was still a anti-Semitic vibe around here, and hmm. you and everywhere else. He wasn't going to get a. They weren't going to give him the job. So that was that was. Of course, he was also trying to get Bud Wilkinson to leave Oklahoma and come back and coach. You told me about that, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he claims that, of course, just like he had Bill Russell all like and up. Wooden, right? Yeah, all and Wood. He had Wooden, Bill Russell. And he had Wilkinson if the U, if the administration had only done what they told them to do. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is hosting the 2021 Land of Lakes Legends Classic August 6th and 7th. See some of the greatest names in the history of women's golf as they compete in the inaugural Land of Lakes Legends Classic presented by the Meadows at Mystic Lake. The Legends of the LPGA Tour is known for its fan-friendly environment with lots of opportunities for autographs, limited roping, and photo ops after the rounds. To learn more about the August 6th and 7th event, stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com, owned and operated by the Shakopee Minwakanton Sioux community. I told you when I wrote the book, right, it was great. So we're trying to get the book done. and I, Katie and I go out to this town on the 
West in California. It's near uh, the Hearst Castle down the street. I can't remember what the, I think the town's named Cambria. Okay. But, uh, but it was a, just kind of a quaint little place and we were right on the ocean and I was going to write for like five days and we were going to stay there and, and do nothing that we're doing there. So one night I'm hacking away and he's, he's gotten the Gophers to the Rose Bowl and he's gotten the twins here and he's, uh, uh, you know, done numerous other things. And I said, I'm going into the, you, you transcribed it. Yes. I'm going into the Viking stuff. I don't think he can take credit for getting the Vikings here because Katie was going to bed at one in the morning. I said, but I'll let you know when you wake up. Yep. <laughs> so I, next morning, I don't know, roused and saw her about 10 in the morning and said, I was wrong. He brought the Vikings here too, dear. <laughs> if I recall correctly too, Strategically, I believe that the book was worked on right after Max Winter had passed. Yeah, yeah that, right. So Max, who was the one guy who could yeah, have refuted, refuted everything, everything yes. was no longer with us to refute anything. And uh, now Johnny Kudla and Vern Mickelson would uh, would uh, would dispute Sid basically being the chancellor and making every decision to go with the Vikings. They were, uh, they would dispute that. But then Johnny late in life. And I mean, way late in life, late nineties, he lived to be a hundred. Wow. And, uh, called me up one day and said, I want to give you Sid, I want you to write a story and have, give Sid credit for everything. I said, what the hell is wrong with you? No, then I called up one of his kids because I know that. I said, what is he doing? He says, well, he's he's near the end of his life and he doesn't want to have any, you know, he wants to. It wasn't that he wanted to tell the truth. Right. It was that he wanted, if he didn't want Sid to have bad feelings. He didn't want people to have bad feelings about him. And he was a strong, strong Catholic. And, yeah, I was going to say that's Catholic. It was, it was yes. like his last, last yes. confession. That's that, a religious thing. That he was going to, uh, he was going to give Sid Full credit because he. Did you tell him you it, couldn't? I said, "Yeah, I'm not interested. I can't right be now. doing that." I can't. And, you know, I'm. I'm a. I'm a twice a year Catholic, Johnny. Yeah. I, I got guilt too. I can't. I can't tell that lie. It's journalistic perjury is what <laughs> yes, it is. Right, 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 right. Oh, Mickelson though was uh, more outspoken. Do you remember you it. told me so? You after I got done transcribing, we had a bunch of. I don't know if they were testimonials or what at the end of the book. Yeah. And you asked me to get a few of them, like to call people. Yeah. And one of them was Vern. And so I called, you know, and I'm a kid. Yeah. I said, Vern, you know, I'm, a... and, and I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know background, you know, Vern, I'm, you know, I'm doing this thing with Patrick Roy. See, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, I'd like to, I'd like to get your, I think it was best memory of Sid. And I just got a gruff, you know, he's like, yeah. I'll think about it and get back to you. Never did. Never got old. No, no. Well, I'm looking to get my head bit off in right. Sid's last last moment with Vern and me was when I I've told this story 20 times when I was pulling into the wild parking lot and they called me from the office and said Vern Mickelson died. <laughs> Vern Mickelson died. You want to write a column on that? I said, "Oh, I got to write that." So I great guy. I knew him well and There's real nice I, later in life I got to know him well. Yeah. Drove back in the parking lot at the and I called in Such and said, hey, Vern died. We gave him an old bit. And 
I called in, and then I pulled this one, and you could talk on your cell phone in the car, you know. And pulled in the parking lot in front of the Star Tribune, get a call. It wasn't Vern Mickelson that died. It was Joey Hutton Jr. that died. (laughs) And Vern told Sid that Joey had died. And Sid got confused and thought Joey had told him that Vern died. So then I I said, I didn't know Joey. You know, it was a good Laker, by the way, and also the son, of course, of the Hamlin legend, but... So then I had to, but I got a column out. I called up Vern and said, Vern, I killed you off at, uh, today at the, uh, on my call to the raid. And Stacey, you're wondering why people are calling to leave condolences. And so I wrote a column about Vern making the greatest comeback <laughs> in the history of basketball. And he lived a couple more years. We had dinner once. He and his, uh, he, he came to J.D. Hoyt's for a big bash one time, and but really good guy. He had a uh, – one of his big keepsakes was an all-star uh, jersey, NBA all-star jersey with his name spelled wrong. With his, oh, yeah, with his I his name spelled wrong yeah. in the back because I could – I have to look it up all the time and got it, some, whether it was S-E-N or S-O-N because it was M-I-K-K-E-L and then S-E-N or was it O-N? Nobody could uh, – you know, it, it was one of those names that was uh, – was, uh, but yeah, he was, uh, and then of course, Vern was going to, Sid was going to trade Vern to the Celtics and then get the number one pick and get Bill Russell. That was, he told okay, that, that's what he, he okay. told that story so many times he believed it, <laughs> oh. which Arbach denied, you know, later on. So anyway, what else we got? Well, oh, hey, Suter and Parisi. So who, if you're, uh, if you're the Kraken, yep. who are you taking? The defenseman or the goaltender? Uh, I'm probably taking Susie, the defenseman. Because uh, they probably got other goalies yeah, to take, huh? And I think they can take, so they can take up to three goaltenders. You could take uh, Koppel. If I'm the Wild, I think I'd rather they take the goaltender because I can probably replace him with a backup. Is Susie a good player? Susie's a, you know what, he's just solid. Like, he's not mm-hmm. a, he's not, but with Suter but, but gone, they're, they're getting they're, thinner on the blue line than they were. Yeah, they're getting out of this in pretty good shape, though. I mean, Susie's replaceable, you know. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As far as that goes, yeah. But you do. You only picture. have. But do you have basically? If you lose Susie, you got three defensemen. Then mm-hmm. yeah, you then. got you got Dumba, Brodeen, Spurgeon. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to get that Ian Cole back. I think they're going to sign him back. Yeah, no, yeah. there'll be they, a lot of competition for him. But also. Susie, yeah. I mean, he's just he's a guy that can play a lot. So well, the, the problem becomes that was your strength, right? Yes, your defense. So. Yes, and this goalie is. There's got to be better goalies to take, I would think. Uh, yeah, well, th- that depends. Carey Price is available. He was exposed by Montreal. Mm-hmm. But now it turns out he's got some type of like hip problem that might need surgery, and he's got a big contract. Oh, plus they're sending out, well, that. They're sending out that story that he's got a hip problem so they don't take him, right? Here, here's what we don't know. What we don't know is, does the Kraken want to be what the Golden Knights were, or do they want to take good young players and be more of an expansion team? Except the Golden Knights have made it work. Right. No, I know. You know. But I'm just saying, if you take... But I didn't... Part of the Golden Knights' success was the trades they made. Yes. Too, right? But the Kraken had the opportunity to make a bunch of those trades and, and asked what, for first-round picks back. The oh, team really? said, we can't do that. Yeah. So they basically were trying to... They were trying to make the same deals that the Golden Knights made with better returns. Who's making their uh, dis- personnel decisions? 
Ron Francis, the former Hartford Whaler and Pittsburgh Penguin, who was GM in Carolina. With, what would his connection be with these owners, with the Liwickies and uh, and uh, what would his connection be? I think they just liked him. They just interviewed people. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, I think they huh. went through a bunch. And you know, he did. Now, he got fired in Carolina. So, if you're a new organization, why not give me somebody not recycled? Because it's hockey. Yeah. They can't help themselves. Yeah, you got to recycle. They can't help themselves. No, it's unbelievable. It is still the Who, biggest. Did they get a coach yet? Uh, yeah, Dave Haxtall. Oh, that's right. The most boring guy in the history of sports. They're not worried about selling, I guess. Well, because they know they're going to sell out. Oh, God. It's but that's the thing is you don't have to win. They no. can sell out for three. They'll sell out for three years. There won't. Minimum. There's no trendier, foo-foo oh, yeah. town and... You know, I hate the nickname, but it was genius because they could walk down the street in some other town out in the mountain or something and, hey, what's that? That's a Kraken. Yeah. That's a Kraken. There'll, there'll be, give me yep. one one hundredth percent of the first day's souvenir sales. It'll be unbelievable. There mm-hmm. won't be anybody in... Seahawks stuff. The poor Mariners are going to be like the step, even oh, though even they're improved a the lot. The Seahawks will be fine, but the yeah, Mariners will yeah. be forgotten. Even though the Mariners are improved quite a bit, having a good year. I told they're, Phil they're now, they're too. They're like the poor stepchildren. I told Phil. Oh, it's going to be. You are this. a hockey guy because you don't have it. You, they're, they're not going to have an NBA team until they get an expansion team or the Wolves move out there and become the Sonics. Oh, I got news for you. They're, the ship has sailed. I said this earlier today. The super you could bring the NBA if you bring the NBA there now in three four years there's going to be zero excitement by then you're going to have a hockey town you're going to have a hockey that's town. like what has the NBA been doing they're dummies but they are not that's the weird thing like this no, is a no but I mean they they they've given up Vegas and Seattle but I would and I would have jumped on jumped on Vegas Vegas was made yes, for the NBA absolutely. Decadence and you know and, and star, power. star power. I mean, hockey and, doesn't have really star power. The NBA is all about star power. Ladies sitting in the front row, yes. with very limited clothing and stuff like that. Yep. I mean, uh, with the you know the the seventy two year old billionaire know, with the twenty four year old gal. Do you in the know front the amount row? of guys that would assign there? Yes. No income tax. Yes. State. There's no yeah. state income tax. Uh, you're in Vegas. Yep. So I it's uh but they well I've said this the quit the great great maneuvering of Stern and Silver has gotten them Memphis and Oklahoma City and that dummy Gary Bettman has gotten Seattle and Las Vegas I, know. I would uh, say Gary Bettman has done damn well would you not yes no in, in that in that one he has all mm-hmm. right sir we'll talk to you next week all righty he wasn't very unchained. Because it actually started very. The, the twins have become so meaningless that they're not even get they're not even worth getting upset about right now. I, I, I'm waiting for other things to get upset about. All right, goodbye. If you have questions about your retirement savings, do what I did and work with a person that knows what the heck is going on. Uh, work with Josh Arnold, Mister Money Talk. My guy, Josh, will give you straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. Learn how you can benefit from Josh's focused approach by setting up your own no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments. Call Josh now, 952-925-5608. 
The South Dakota Stories, Volume 2. I could see beyond the Black Hills and the way they called for exploration. I could feel the air, the way it paints against skin and fills hungry lungs. I could hear the way the water ran for miles and the way the bison grazed, the way our boots meet the earth as we step past expected. I could imagine my time in South Dakota, and I wish to go back, because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.